0: The Numinous Podcast, with Carmen Spaniola.
1: Hi there and welcome to the Numinous Podcast, where we have interesting conversations with everyday folks about the mystery of life. This podcast is a compliment to the Numinous School, an online intuition development course for people who want their self-awareness to make a real difference in the world. I'm your host, Carmen Spaniola, and this week, my guest is Robin Arnold, and we're talking about angels. I connected with Robin in person at my home in Victoria, BC. Okay, so Robin... You just told me that you asked Archangel Archangel Gabriel to be with us. Why Gabriel instead of Michael?
0: Well, I've been um, learning more about archangels. And what I've learned about Gabriel is that um, he, she, yeah. is responsible for relationships. And I know today we're going to be talking about our relationship to spirit. And I really, what I wanted to do is just invoke Archangel Gabriel to be with us today And throughout this whole interview so that um, I can convey the truth about the relationships that the relationship we have with spirit.
1: Beautiful. So I know a really important relationship in your life is the relationship you have with your twin brother, Reese. Mm -hmm. And he passed away of a heart attack very suddenly in October 2012. Is that right? Mm hmm. And I know that your life has totally transformed in some way since then. So, can we start by just telling me about that first night when he came to you, and what happened and what that was like for you?
0: Yes, for sure. I'd love to share that story. It was one of those um, incredible experiences that I don't think well, I'll never forget. That's for sure. But you know, I think we'd start. I would start by from the time that I found out that Reese had passed away. And, you know, um, when I found out, I just remember like collapsing on my bed and really just, I believe, I believed already that we don't die. Where do we go? I'm not too sure, but I knew that Reese hadn't died. I just knew it. I just, and so I started asking him straight out, like, where are you? You need to show me where you're at. And I need to know you're okay. Like, I know you've left your body and your body might be dead, but your spirit sure as heck isn't. So you need to give me some tangible proof that you are okay. And I need to see that, you know? And so it was like the whole day I was just talking to him and asking him to show himself to me. So the next night I was asleep and I woke up to The only thing I could compare it to, it sounded like somebody had dropped a pebble right beside our bed, and we've got a wood floor. And I woke up, I'm a very light sleeper, so you know, I woke up right away thinking, why is there a pebble dropping next to my bed? Like, what in the world is going on? And of course, my, my daughters weren't there, so I mean, they were in bed, so it wasn't one of them. And anyways, I just heard Reese's voice as loud as, or not, but it was his voice, say, Robin, look up. And I looked up to the ceiling and saw Reese's spirit floating on our ceiling. And it was um I, I just knew it was him. First of all, I felt this energy as well. Like the room was just full of this magnetic energy. And I recognized it as Reese's energy right away. And, you know, of course his voice and his character shone right through. Um and you know, I, I was thinking, what is this? I said, Reese, oh my gosh, is that you? You know, like are you are you kidding me? Like this is pretty amazing and he said yep it's me and it was just he looked like um it was this white form and it moved and it was dancing along the ceiling in the corner of our room and I I, I can only compare it to like a colorless northern lights but it was absolutely beautiful and I remember looking at the clock thinking what time is it right because yeah. I wanted I don't know like you know you just want to know what time it is and it was about 2 30 in the morning and um he was with me for 25 minutes and we had this conversation. Like it was a normal conversation, but it was about his funeral, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's, it's not, it didn't, it doesn't seem normal to be talking to somebody about their funeral, but it was, um, it was him. And it was just like, it was a very comfortable experience. It wasn't, I wasn't scared. I was just, I was so incredibly grateful that he was with me. And, you know, I remember during this conversation, cause he was with me for 25 minutes. Cause I remember looking at the clock when he left as well. And I remember at one point like halfway through the conversation um I started smelling this smell and it smelled like burning and I said to Reese like I think my house is on fire like I've got to get up and check what's going on right (laughs) and he said no it's me wow and I was like okay it's you and then you know about 20 minutes had gone by so now it's probably about like what 250 in the morning and I'm tired right like i mean i'm really enjoying your conversation right now reese and i i love you but i gotta go to sleep i got a funeral to plan tomorrow like it sounds crazy but true and i said to him like um can like are you gonna be with me all night because if you are i have to go to sleep and i'll see you tomorrow you know like uh, you know like there's things you got to do right (laughs) and he was just like no i'm not here for much longer stay with me and i'll never forget that you know he was just like don't don't go to sleep be with me right now and Mm -hmm. I thought okay and um there was times of silence during our conversation just like you and I would sit here and you know drink our tea or Mm -hmm. it wasn't talk 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 back and forth so um right before he left I remember my arms were down by my side it was kind of like I was frozen like my body was frozen because I was just so excited but also at total peace it was one of those very it's like a dichotomy right yeah and um i remember him gently before i went before he left this is this was amazing because my arms were by my side and i remember him pushing my hand it was slowly up 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 all the way from the side of my waist all the way up to my neck onto my onto my my voice box and i was like what are you doing like what is it you want like you want me to speak at your funeral you want me to sing at your funeral and he's like yes Mm. and i remember saying to him like absolutely not like how in the (laughs) heck am I gonna do that like really are you kidding me it's gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna be a total wreck and you know what he said to me he's like Robin he's like you are gonna be able to do this and I am the one I'm the one that's gonna give you the strength to do it Wow. and then it was like he left it was like the room all of a sudden his energy the energy shifted in the room um the spirit flowed it wasn't even like floating out the window it was just everything went dark Mm -hmm. And, and I knew he was gone, right? I mean, it was just, I could feel it. And then it was just like, that's it.
1: Wow. Okay. So many questions. First of all, had anything like this ever happened to you before? No. Okay. Second, David, your husband, is sleeping beside you (laughs) this whole time. (laughs) You wake up in the morning and how do you bring this up over coffee? Or, you know, how did you tell David what had happened to you?
0: Yeah, you know what? It wasn't, um, I didn't wait that long. We woke up in the morning and, you know, he rolled over and I was like, you are not going to believe what happened last (laughs) night. We escaped.
1: You know, so let's give context here. David is an engineer who has become a a homeopath and a doctor of Chinese medicine. Mm -hmm. So he's someone who's accustomed to looking at the world through many lenses and at different angles but he i'm sure had never experienced anything like this before so how did that conversation go
0: you know my um david is so analytical um but I, he's also very spiritual, and it's not that he, he, you know, he doesn't use the words. He doesn't use God and God He doesn't say God when he talks about a source. But he absolutely believes in like you know this greater good, this you know all loving all this source that that we are all from. Um. So it's not like he's you know an atheist. Let's do. Let's start. Let's even just start there. Um. But when and the other thing I would say about this is that. We have a really close relationship and he he knows that I wouldn't, you know, come up with this stuff out of the out of nowhere. And it was a very unique experience. And he was just like all ears and so excited to hear the details. And he was like, wow. Like he was just actually very happy for me that I'd experienced that because he knows how important Reese is to me. And he was just like, That's an amazing experience that you were gifted with, you know?
1: So since that experience, you've had so many other brushes with the angelic realm, and it's become so much a part of your life. Mm-hmm. How is your life different now that you've welcomed angels into your life?
0: Oh, my life is so different. And, you know, I, um, I remember what I should even just start with the fact that I, I've always been a believer of, um, of something outside of myself. And you know, growing up, going to church every Sunday, that definitely had an influence. And but I remember being a little girl, like um, before I went to sleep every night, I would have this real strange ritual. But I would rock myself to sleep, like you know, until I was until I was physically exhausted. Because there'd be times when I'd be, you know, my mind would be reeling, but I'd be so like awake in my body, right? <laughs> so I'd have to rock myself to sleep on all fours. I know a crazy thing, but um, and then I would lay down after my body was exhausted, and I would pull my rosary out, and I would actually say Hail Marys and our fathers right until so it's like as a little girl doing this right I mean I mean I think about back on that now I'm like I did that like what that's so crazy (laughs) like I, I mean not crazy but it's like unfamiliar to me now because I didn't do it for the longest time in my life um and so I've always believed in this power outside of us and I've always believed that I could you know talk to Mary and talk to Jesus and talk to God like you know I pray to them every night I always have not the rosary but praying but when now that I've experienced Reese in spirit, and now that I've experienced angels, as in this relationship now that I have with them, is like a friendship. It's a companionship. It's um, it's tangible. I feel it. It's very different than, you know, praying to heaven and like hoping I go there one day. And if I'm a really good girl, good things are gonna happen. I know that's not the way it is anymore. Like I just look at life very differently. My perspective is more like, we don't die. Um, but in the same sense, we've got so much power in the way we live. And so it affects all the choices I make. It affects the encounters. Like, this right now between us is a sacred encounter. Mm-hmm. So um, I look at all meetings that I have. You know, if I'm next to somebody in the coffee shop, I'm actually going to recognize that person and say, like, all right, this was meant to be. I, you know, so I look at things at a much deeper level.
1: Mm-hmm. So... In your exploration in the last couple years, um, have you found that the information out there about angels and um, loved ones who've passed on, you know, I, I get the sense that there's a lot of conflicting information. And so generally, when I'm working with clients or in my own experience, I'm always reminding people that, you know, you check it against your own heart.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Can you affirm that is true in your heart when you read that or whatever? And this is about cultivating discernment. How have you cultivated discernment in the last couple of years so that you trust yourself more than, say, the authorities or the books or the other guides? You know, how have you gone through the last couple of years learning so much and coming to this place where now you sound very, you have so much conviction in the truth of your experience and the, what you know to be true in your heart. How have you come to that?
0: Well, you know, I think about um, what a journey it's been over the past year and a half, and it's not been easy. You know, one of the things, one of the greatest lessons I've learned from the angels is that there's, there's simplicity in life, but that doesn't mean that it's easy. Mm-hmm. And there's simple truths. And but does that make it easy? No, right? There's like, it's difficult. And I went through a very dark, dark time in my life, the darkest I've ever experienced. It was like, you know, you talk about the long, dark night. I think it was like a long, dark year for me after Reese passed away. there was a lot of light in the fact that I was experiencing all these angelic beings and Reese was coming to me all the time and t- giving me advice or coming in and out and giving me a laugh right We like hey, hey. Like, like, like I love you buddy like thank you for showing me you're still you're still okay and then he'd be off right but it doesn't take away the grief and the darkness so coming to a place of discernment and clarity it took a lot of time I mean a year to me seemed it, it seemed like a very long year for me mm-hmm. and a lot of sadness and a lot of muckiness and muddiness and cloud and it wasn't clear and it wasn't until I went into that really dark, those dark places within myself that I was able to come out
1: where How did where you do I'm at that now? exactly? How did you do that? How did you go into the dark? Were you just on a puddle in the floor? Did you go on a retreat? Were, you know, did you take to your bed? What is it like to go deeper into the dark experience?
0: Well, I, um, first of all, I, I um, pretty much put my business on hold mm. for a year. And it wasn't that I wasn't doing anything else because I was I was the executrix of my brother's estate for that year, which was a lot of work. But I wasn't. Um, my business is like um, like an extension of my soul. My m- who I am.
1: Yeah, you're a matchmaker. Who you go ahead. Yes. And tell, tell us a little bit, just briefly, about locate your soulmate, so you can put that in context.
0: Well, um, well, really, what I'm doing is I I'm doing. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm ch- really trying to bring people together to find their soulmates, mm-hmm. and my business um, started out as, as just primarily matchmaking, and now it's teaching people how to find love on their own. So, um, but when I when I talk about going through this dark period in in the last year, I put my business on hold because it wasn't. I can't help. I couldn't help anybody else. I had to really concentrate on myself. You know, I had my I have my family, and it was. Um, also one of those periods in my life where I felt like actually my family had to be put on hold as well like thank god I have the most supportive and loving husband who picked up the pieces and was able to care for our girls and do a lot of things that I couldn't do because I was I I was checked out for a while you know and I think this happens when we go through tragedy in life we just emotionally can't take on a lot like everything
1: Mm -hmm. right yeah
0: um but I, the angels have really helped me come through all this. And Reese has helped me come through all this. Because, and God, I mean, my spirituality is, is um, you know, it's not something that's outside of me anymore. It used to be something that I was searching for. And now I realize that it, it just is me. So that's just a big shift.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. okay, do you believe in soulmates? And, and let's talk about that a little bit because my sense is, you know, there, there are moments of recognition with people mm-hmm. and they aren't necessarily the person that's going to be my great match in this lifetime, but you meet somebody and it is like your soul recognizes this twin flame and it's yes. such a beautiful experience. And maybe sometimes you can, you know, you were a twin. And so I wonder if you believe that there's a kind of soulmate who it's more fraternal, where it's not the person that you're going to marry, but that, you know, we're part of a soul group dynamic. And so when somebody comes into your life, it, it is like that energy is coming back to you because it's part of you. Yeah, that's my feeling. So how do you coach clients to find love on their own and, and sort of infuse that sense of something greater that they can connect with when so many people want to find their one true love, that yes, one, you know, the, the exactly. person that completes them, yes. you know, and it's like, <laughs> hmm, if you are spirit and you are looking for someone else to complete you, I would imagine that's more of a recipe for disaster. So how do you navigate that idea of soulmates?
0: That's such a great question. Um, I think about the definitions that are out there on soulmates and there are so, so many ways to define soulmate. Um, you know, I think everybody that comes into our path, whether it's somebody that's, you know, standing beside you at the grocery line, somebody that's, you know, checking you out, right? Checking you out at the grocery line. Checking you out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that, you mean like processing yeah, groceries? Yes, exactly.
0: Okay, <laughs> or or somebody that you're um, you know, really close friends with, girlfriend, or whether it's like, you know, your sister or your brother or your mom or your dad. I mean, these are These are kindred spirits. These are these are souls that you were meant to meet. It's this, it's part of this like divine plan, right? Before we came into our bodies, we were like, okay, that's gonna be my mom. That's gonna be my dad because they're gonna teach me this lesson and this lesson throughout my whole life. And then there's gonna be, um, you know, and it's just all these millions and millions of people that we're gonna meet throughout our journeys that were meant to come into our path. So. I'm I'm teaching this lesson of the fact that every, every interaction is a divine inter-encounter. So don't you look at dating differently when you think about that, right?
1: Right. And what about the sort of quote-unquote failed relationships then?
0: Well, and that's just, I mean, you can, we can look at, we can look at relationships either, you know, with a positive or negative spin, Mm -hmm. but that relationship was meant to happen. And what did you walk away from that? I bet, I bet you it was a heck of a lot of gifts. I mean, there's, there's people that will tell me that they're just hurting from this past relationship. And, you know, there's, there's issues of forgiveness that have not taken place yet. And my invitation to them is to sit down and write a letter. And I, it's like a thank you letter. Thank you so much for teaching me this about myself. I am so much stronger because of this relationship that we shared. You know, you taught me that I have a lot more courage than I did, you know, two years ago and I have a bigger heart and you know, all these things, let's just say, you know, that that person taught you and it may not have been an easy relationship, but it was one that was meant to happen. Mm-hmm. And when I talk to people about soulmate relationship, you know, um, what we, I think we all crave in the human experience is really to have somebody that is gonna love us unconditionally, someone that we can walk with, that's gonna give us like a safe place to land and be our, you know, biggest cheerleader in life, our ally that's gonna be like, rah, raw, rah, like no matter what, I'm gonna be beside you. Because, you know, that way we can we can really be ourselves, right? And explore all there is in life.
1: And it's interesting this idea that well, it makes me think of that line, we have to be the person we've been waiting for. Yeah. Exactly. So when I'm thinking of being somebody else's champion, it makes me think about that idea that really until I was willing to honor my own self-worth, until I was willing to put myself in uncomfortable situations of either breaking off a relationship or trying to work on a relationship, making myself vulnerable, whatever it is, it really only came about that i was ready for this relationship i'm currently in which i think is my exact perfect relationship because i i wasn't willing to just wait for someone else to complete me i decided to move through the world being my own champion and i think that's one of the things that was most attractive when i first met my husband and of course nothing's ever perfect but i always think even the the discord is perfect you know Mm -hmm. it's like okay so 99% 99% of our relationship is fabulous. And for 1% of it, I want to smother you in your sleeping pillow. <laughs> but it just seems like we are, we are growing so mm-hmm. much and so intently, intensely because each of us have a pretty strong sense of ourselves and our own self worth. And I think that means that, you know, I think that's why I'm in the strongest relationship. I've ever had. I can't imagine having been ready for it 10 years prior. So of course I needed to have those other relationships before I could find this one.
0: And well, absolutely. And you think about, um, I think, I think about, you know, some of the clients that I work with and, and how they just desperately want this relationship, right? Because, but, but then, you know, when it comes, it'll be the perfect time. And it's like almost this idea that that person is going to come into your life, whether you, you know, uh, you know, I, I definitely coach people on taking action and getting out there so that it happens faster, happens sooner than, you know, waiting, mm-hmm. sitting on your couch and waiting for him to fall out of the sky. But, you know, it's one of those things that's also divinely planned. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes we, we have, we do have um, a lot of influence in speeding up our destiny, but it's still destiny that that person is going to come into your life.
1: Right. Okay. So you work with angels every day you ask them for I mean I've heard you ask them for you know parking spaces I've heard you ask them for help with forgiveness you gave me great advice one day when um, I was just in a negative mindset and you said you need to ask for the miracle of a shift of perception and Mm. I did and that just felt fantastic so how do you know when you're getting angelic guidance and when it's your intuitive sense like your inner intuition, your inner teacher versus something outside yourself. Like how do you work that mm. out? Or does it matter?
0: Well, you know, I don't know if it's a matter of mattering, but I don't know if there's a distinction. Mm. Because when, um, when I'm listening to my intuition, I believe it's, it's my spirit talking. It's my soul that's guiding me. And, you know, we all have guardian angels that have been with us since we, since we were born. It's like, since we like came into creation, this, this guardian angel has been with us. So you think about that, right? It's like that person's not separate from you. Mm. That angel is not separate from you, not person, but that being is not separate from you. So it's very possible that I could be hearing my angel whispering in my ear, although I think it's my intuition, but maybe it's the same thing. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> But this is really interesting because we've had the conversation about, um, you know, I generally I I sort of I have more of an affinity for guides, people Mm -hmm. who were incarnate, who then died and passed on and are helping me from the other side, Mm -hmm. as opposed to an angel who is like a different species. It's like it's its own category of being in the in the universe. So you just said that your guardian angel isn't separate from you and i'm finding it really special that reese was your twin and Mm -hmm. would never ever have been separate from you and so i think sometimes like oh okay so reese is actually her guide he's not an angel but i feel like we've hit a metaphysical loophole here because maybe he is your was your angel incarnate because you were never separate do you see where i'm going with that
0: yeah that's a I mean that just gets into I don't I can't wrap my mind around it I I I think I mean that's my mind talking but I I think that Reese is one of my guides do I hear him all the time no mm-hmm. I you know I think he's busy like he's a busy guy in the in the world he was such a busy guy like he was like on the <laughs> phone all the time calling people and making connections <laughs> like he was traveling around the world and um so in in spirit I think he's just doing you know even like 10 times more than he was in in physical realm so he's I don't think he's with me all the time I think he's with me when I call on him and I'll you know I'll sit there and be like Reese 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 where are you Reese where are you and then a couple hours later he'll pop in I'll be like man it took you two hours I mean you know time doesn't mean anything when you're in spirit whereas my angel she's with me all the time she doesn't leave my side
1: That's great. Okay, cool. Well, this has been a really great conversation, Robin. I'm going to end our interview the same way I do all the interviews. uh, And that's with a question from the Proust questionnaire. Do you know Marcel Proust? No. Okay. You know, the last page of Vanity Fair magazine is always a quiz. Yes. So Marcel Proust was a French novelist and essayist in France in um, the 19th century. And he came up with this questionnaire when he was like 12 and it became kind of a parlor game. Then he found it again when he was in his 20s and compared the answers. So the Proust questionnaire is just a list of all these interesting questions. But I'm going to ask Hmm. you a very short and sweet one. What is your idea of perfect happiness? Pure love. What does that look like?
0: It's just um, the embodiment of complete joy and peace and faith and love.
1: That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for having
0: me. It's (laughs) fun. That
1: was fun. I love getting together and talking about the soul with my dear friend, Robin, a couple of gems in that conversation. I loved when she was sharing about the the dark time after Reese died and how she said the angels just revealed to her that there are simple truths about life, but that doesn't make it easy. You have to go into the dark place. That was very touching. And also I loved it when she said um, with regard to soulmates that every interaction is a divine encounter. So true. Today's show notes can be found on my blog at CarmenSpaniola.com. C-A-R-M-E-N-S-P-A-G-N-O-L-A. That's where you'll find links to learn more about today's topic and my guest Robin Arnold, who is a matchmaker at locateyoursoulmate.com. I want to thank Robin, and I want to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, I'd really appreciate your review on iTunes. Please share it far and wide, because you never know who needs to hear it right now. If you'd like to keep exploring the great mystery of life with me, go to my website, carmenspaniola.com, and click on the link for The Numinous School, the online intuition development course. While you're there, sign up for my monthly email newsletter. You'll instantly receive a meditation download and you'll get something free from me every month. Until next time, take care.